Hello everybody, I'm Matt Mikuchi and you are listening to Jazz's Travel. Jazz is online editor Matt Mikuchi here, welcoming you to a new episode of Jazz is Travel. This is our weekly series of globe-charting podcast conversations with or about groundbreaking and innovative artists, where we explore the significance of jazz and creative music in different parts of the world and the influence of music traditions of different cultures and backgrounds. Henry Cole is a Puerto Rican shape-shifting drummer-composer whose versatile multicultural style positions him at the forefront of a growing wave of jazz innovation and cross-cultural 21st century rhythms. On November 19, he released his new album Buscando la Vida, a major new release available digitally, on CD and on vinyl. The record was commissioned by Chamber Music America's New Jazz Works and marks his new full-length project with his dynamic ensemble Villa Locura, augmented here by the renowned Metropole Orchestre and featuring an eclectic cast of top-notch collaborators. So without further ado, fire up an audiotini and listen to the audio waves as they fly through the air. Here is our conversation with Henry Cole on Jazz's Travel. Hello, Henry. Welcome to Jazz is Travel. How you doing, Matt? Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a real pleasure. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very thankful that you were patient. I, I had a little bit of technical difficulties, but we're here and uh, I'm, I'm happy to speak with you. Uh, like I said, it's a real pleasure. We're going to be talking about your new album. But first of all, this is kind of the icebreaker question for this podcast series. Uh, what part of the world are you speaking from right now? Uh, right now, I'm in uh, Puerto Rico, San Juan, Puerto Rico. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I understand that you recently relocated there, right? 
Yeah, I've been here for about three years after a um, terrible fire I went through in New York, my apartment uh, in Washington Heights, uh, where um, you know basically lost 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 the place. Oh. So I um I was hoping they fix it in time, but it took two years, and by then it was May, in the midst of COVID. So uh, I've been here, and so far I'm I'm liking it. I'm liking it here. I think I'm gonna stay around here. Well, tell me more about that. I'm curious. So what was it like to reconnect in that way uh, with Puerto Rico, which is kind of your place of origin? Yes. Um, you know, you have you have ideas, uh, you have ideas and, and, and um, plans and dreams. But then but then reality has, has is, is usually is, is, a bit, is a bit different. So, um, you know, I came here with with ideas to to put into action and 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 plants but uh you basically have to start from zero over here puerto rico is very small it's very small place and uh, there's a lot of talent um so you gotta start from scratch well not really from scratch but yeah you do you do have to work yourself up uh so after two years you know uh, we made this recording uh during covid i was uh, producing virtual concerts uh putting out singles you know, I didn't have time to, to, to think about it. You know, when COVID hit after the fire, you know, I, have you heard about this term fight or flight reaction that human has when they face in a life or death situation? You know, your body gets into a mood of, of, of fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what I, that's what I did. You know, I, I never complained that much. I mean, we didn't have time. So you, you gotta work yourself up, make it happen. Does that have uh, something to do with the struggle? Uh, like, do you do you draw inspiration somehow from difficult times? You you gotta you either turn it into something good or or or, or turn it or something bad. So my 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 response to these situations has been always putting into something good. Get out of get something out of it, or put or use it. Use that energy, you know, to build something. Uh, so that's been my response. Uh, Basically, throw my life. You know, is that that's the way I've worked myself in in being a musician uh, for a long time. Uh, f- but um, so so it's not like you get used to it and you're hoping for disaster to come to get inspired. <laughs> it's not. It doesn't work mm-hmm. like that. But usually, uh, let me tell you, when I wrote the music, for example, of this album, uh, I, it it was a bit rough. I was kind of in New York City, but then somehow, Matt, when things get better. Uh, you you enjoy that things get better, but in a way you kind of miss the other the other the other the things were before because uh, it puts you in in a real situation of focus on, on making things happen and, and that's that's beautiful too you know that's beautiful too uh, when you don't take when you don't take things for granted and, and you it's not the same thing you you go in the studio uh with everything paid that uh, you go in the studio and yeah you get and you, and you got to make every minute count or every take count you know as a, as a create creative music or recording so that that's a, that's the thing that i appreciate about that gotcha and there's a lot of things that like i want to ask you about regarding this this record but now yes. i'm i'm curious to, i'm even more curious after what you said of what you went through to go even b- back even more in time and kind of find out more about your formative years because when i think of your pl- playing style or your style of composition uh, I, you know uh, one of the words that i think of the most is just uh, multicultural and uh, even to some extent just like you like to play with different styles and genres and integrate 
integrate them all in your own uh, vision of music. And and I was kind of thinking, uh, you know, does that have? Uh, have you always had this type of eclectic interest in music? You, you gotta you gotta do it to survive here in Puerto Rico. You know, uh, uh, I wasn't born into jazz culture or mm-hmm. into any culture. I was born in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is a mestizo. It's a multicultural place. You know, it's a small island. Uh, my first gig was playing with a ska band. And then from ska, ska punk, and then you get fusion, you get Latin jazz, you know, you get electronic music, salsa, everything that you need to play to make a, make a living as a musician, you know. Uh, I have friends that they were born into jazz, and, and until this day, that's the only thing they do, and, and they don't necessarily have to change playing jazz, but that's the only thing they do because it's part of their culture, you know. Mm-hmm. So our culture here is very rich, but there's not one specific scene. You see, there's many scenes, many small scenes. So what I did uh, since a very, my goal was so, was never be to, never to be a, a great jazz drummer. I wanted to be the, the best jazz drummer I could be for the jazz gigs and the best uh, Latin drummer that I could be for the Latin gigs. I wanted to be the best rock drummer for the rock gigs, you see? So sure. before any, before all of those uh, gigs, I would do my homework and I'd just be John Bonham for the rock gigs. And then I would be Elvin Jones and, and stuff like that. But eventually, uh, what I learned, which is very important, is I call it my, sup- one of my superpowers is that I learned how to find the similarities and not always, you know, what the, the difference, the difference between styles. So I learned how to, to find the code that will open me the door to access that, you know. And then fi- I found out that, that that music styles are very similar. The way we make music, the way we humans uh, communicate through music is very similar. You know, all these walls are created by the, by the minds or markets or labels and stuff like that. Uh, so, so I don't, my, when I create my music, uh, I'm not trying to be eclectic. Uh, I'm just trying to be myself, and myself is is just that. You know, I play with reggaeton artists, or play with Miguel Senon or Gary Burton, and I go directly to a rock gig, and and to me, it's the same. I enjoy it the same way. So, is it is it when you're making your projects? Is that when you kind of almost feel like you're able to be your own true self? Yes, it's, it's just being myself, you know, if you, if you tell, okay, Henry, let's do an album, let's do your, your music, you know, I don't see myself doing a straight ahead album or, or doing just a rock album because, uh, that's not only who I am, you know. So my music has, uh, has codes from straight ahead and from rock, you know, but, but it's not just that one, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's some elements that, that, there's got to be there for me, uh, like groove and pulse to me are very important and, and melodies, uh, are very important to me, you know, uh, but, but yeah, but it's not, it's not a plan. It's, it's the way I was, I grew up, it's the way I've been able to survive as a musician, you know. Well, that's interesting. You you use the uh, the word groove, and this is something that I've never really asked, but I've always kind of wanted to, to find uh-huh. out more about. And uh, is this something that you can learn, or something that you're born with? My first gig was playing ska music, and 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 before that, I was playing striper, Molly Crew. You know, so th- when we speak about let's say jazz, I had to learn jazz from scratch, <laughs> you know, <laughs> from zero. Uh, so definitely, there's stuff. Everything you can learn, uh, you, you gotta be exposed, you know, uh, so 
if I started playing Latin uh, ska and rock, that means that Latin music, I got to teach myself how to play Latin music, you know, uh, and expose myself to go to dance uh, clubs where there's no drummer and then just absorb the groove and and practice and buy my cowbell and, and, and just connect with the with the with the vibrations with the you know with the vibrations of the pulse you know so so definitely you gotta you gotta i've learned uh, not because you're from puerto rico or from cuba that means you're gonna have a lot of rhythms or not because you are african african american you gotta play great bebop you know or have rhythm you gotta you gotta really learn you gotta uh, put yourself into it uh, there's stuff that you can learn from ear uh, what say we say uh, you learn by ear just just because it's in the air that helps, but that doesn't mean that you own it that 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 you can really uh, play it, uh, you know, and make 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 sentences yourself. Sure, and you started playing music kind of when you were a child, right? Yes, uh, my first instrument was a piano, and then oh. at nine I changed it to 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 the drum set. You know, start playing drum set. But my drum teacher was a trumpet player, so I never had a drum teacher until I went to Manhattan School of Music. Uh, that that was my first time. I mean, actually, went to Berkeley for six months, and I had my first drum teacher. Because after high school, I went to the Conservatory of Music, and then uh, I had a percussion teacher. So, so drums I learned kind of by myself in the practice room and and, and buying books, a lot of books. Gotcha. Of books. And and why did you make that change from the piano to to the drums? Because because to me the the influences that I had on the piano uh, in the in this case my family uh, my um, my grandmother was playing at church uh, uh, that was a, her main job and my my father was playing uh, kind of wedding parties and stuff like that so I never saw let's see Glenn Gould when I was a kid or and I never saw uh, uh, you know or Keith Jarrett when I was a kid or Herbie Hancock so my impression of the piano was very mellow. Uh, uh, because that's what I saw, you know. Uh, and then um, when I saw Striper or, 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 or stuff like that, then the drums were, were they were you know massive and, and had this uh, a lot of energy. So that's why I gravitated to towards the drums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe if my parent had a collection of of, of Glenn Gould or Keith Jarrett, or then maybe I was I was I was gonna be a pianist. I was because I saw it, you know, because I I, I was gonna see it. Yeah, yeah, but it sounds like music was always part of your life, more or less. Oh yeah, yeah, big time, big time. I was playing music all, all the time, all the time. Yes.
The track you are hearing just now is from Henry Cole's Buscando la Vida, his new full-length recording with his dynamic ensemble Villa Locura. The album is available now via La Musica Artesanal. Buscando la Vida showcases Cole's mestizo sound, which synthesizes African, indigenous and European influences in a contemporary jazz setting, in many ways reflecting the eclectic music and cultural scene of his place of origin, Puerto Rico. Here is the second part of our conversation with Henry Cole. Okay, so let's get into this new record you got coming out on, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, the 19th of November. So November 19. Yeah, that, that is correct. That is correct. Buscando la Vida. Uh, yes. And uh, this was a work commissioned by Chamber Music America's new jazz works. Is that right? Yes. One of the things that I, um, before leaving New York, I was able to complete a recording, uh, which I did uh, at Electric Lady. That was kind of, it was a dream came through because uh, I had the, you know, I, I wanted to see if if I took my my music to a studio like that, what 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 was what which were was going to be the results? Because usually that that uh, that gatekeeper is the money. No, we don't have money. We play jazz albums and we record it in one day. And then uh, I was doing a session at at Electric Lady Studio with an artist, and he had all the money, but he didn't know what to do. He was just there thinking. And I said, man, how about if I can bring my guys here and and, and do it? so. I did that recording. It's, it's not out. It's not out. Uh, but I did it. And then wh- one of the things that I did when I moved to Puerto Rico was just trying to see how was how was uh, I was going to survive without the. Uh, I mean, after the fire. And then I got this email from Chairman Music that say you don't have to write anything. You just have to submit the files. You know, submit the audio files and the name of the project and stuff. So that's what I did in February. Uh, after the fire, the fire was in uh, in September. So in February, I submitted the files, and I submitted do- those those files from that recording that is not out. And uh, and I got the grant, and the grant was a commission to do uh, a recording uh, with my band here in Puerto Rico and then it was uh, I think I'm one of the very few Puerto Ricans who, who got it uh, now there's more Puerto Ricans getting it but I think I was the second ever or something wow. and the first and the first Puerto Rican that was living in, in, in Puerto Rico in the island so okay. so that was uh, then COVID happened so so the grant was at first it was just some money to survive you see so let me see how i can access this grant oh we gotta write it a, a tune uh, do a record so i had uh, half of the record already written then i wrote some more stuff and then uh, uh i put myself into into recording and we went to the studio in december you know december yeah. 20 uh 2020 and this is the album buscando la vida came out of that yeah right 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 and so uh is there a meaning behind the title yeah, searching for life, searching for life, because uh, as you know, everything on the on the on the news was about death, uh, and not only death of humans, but then death of calendars, the death of, uh, of hopes, the death of bank accounts, savings accounts. Everything was seems to everything seems to be dying. You know, the death of uh, of uh, of um, your 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 well being. People were depressed. 
so I said, no, no, man, this gotta be, I gotta force myself to look for life. Let's, let's find where's life. Life is in ginger. Let's, life is in watching the sun early in the morning or the sunset, you know, and, and doing some push-ups. Let's, let's find where life is rhythm, you know, let's create, let's stay positive because, because we gotta survive. You know, you, you don't have a, you don't have the savings to stay in the, so you gotta make it happen. Uh, and then, so I, I, I put myself into 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 that task, that challenge of finding everything that that it was that I felt it was it was alive, that mm-hmm. energy, and that's the energy that is on the record. But that's the energy that was uh, a bit before the fire when I was doing the song. It's kind of be always kind of you know it's it's all kind of be always like that. You know, I've, I've been always very into into challenging myself. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a real message of hope behind the music then, especially when I consider what you said about, uh, how, you know, where you were when you, when you kind of put together all these pieces. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And then not only we, we, and not only I wanted to, uh, I mean, the first thing, and I'll be honest with you, the first thing you do is just, uh, how can I access that grant? You know, how can I access that money? Uh, because to, I need some money to survive. But then it's that, okay, we gotta do a record. I'm gonna do a record and it's my album once, uh, now that I'm here in Puerto Rico. So n- not only is my chance to make some money, it's my chance to, uh, hopefully open the doors because now I live here, you know. But, but, the, but then I gotta put my band into the same, uh, emotional, uh, uh, level and, 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 and bring that fire and take that, uh, you know, and, and, and learn how to, how to make great sounding records and I, I was reading about engineer and mics and, and and listening to a lot of music and just really preparing myself to create a, a, a work that stood out out of the hundreds of grants and hundreds of jazz albums you know yeah yeah it's amazing how much you can kind of have to learn right to put some yes. put a project together between the yes. finding out about the grants and then you know finding out about yes. microphones to use and just how to put the put the <laughs> thing <is>. together <laughs> yeah yeah and, and it takes time it, that's why that's why sometimes i think maybe if you if i give you that budget matt say okay here's the money do a record it won't be the same it won't mm. be the same because then you will have that you you will finish in in one week you, you, you know you don't have so the process of the, of the music of of the grant of of covid everything i think everything helps you know yeah. because when i was focusing on mics the 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 music was already written so i, I was not doing the at the same time so this is also a new full-length project uh, with uh, your Via Locura uh, ensemble, yes. and and I mean uh-huh. I feel I feel like you know even listening to this to this record, this is really an ensemble that almost feels like an extension of your of your what you're trying to do in in the sense of uh, versatility and just uh, multicultural uh, influences, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm not even trying. I'm just being myself, you know. Really, uh, that this is the. This is where I put all the experiences that I accumulate through the years in my band, you know. So that that you would say is kind of the mission statement of this group. You know, I I always feel like I got something to to share with the with the crowd, with the audience, with the, with the venues, you know. And I'm and I'm 
So this this band is my is is an statement. It's my way of is the is my vision of of music. My vision of a band or my of mission of my group of I call it Puerto Rican music. You know because it's so it's it's mixed with everything that is in here. Uh, so that's 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 what it is. Is is my vision of of music of of a band. And also here, the group is augmented by the renowned uh, Metropole Orchestra. Uh, how is yes. it working with them? It was incredible, man. It was incredible, and and the reason I I call the Metropolis it was it because I, I was everyone everyone said it was impossible to do again. You know, again, man, all this all this uh, gatekeeper, all these walls, you know, that you get in, into this journey. Everyone says it's impossible to do a recording with an orchestra. That you gotta do a virtual orchestra. That you don't have enough money. Blah uh, blah 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 blah. So I I figure out to try to do it in Puerto Rico with the orchestra here, and as you know, you know you never uh, how you say never ambassador in your own land something like that. No no one asked no one answered the phone here. I called yeah. to put musicians together. No one wanted to do it. I called uh, New Orleans and it was half there, but then it came through. So one day I was kind of frustrated with the whole process because uh, you know I was I really wanted to make it happen, and I said okay if it's this impossible, I'm gonna hear it from the top guys. Let's see what it is. And then that day I called uh, I wrote an email to the London Symphony and I and another email to the Metropolis. And and um, the next morning I had two emails one from London Symphony and one from Metropolis. And both emails say, "Hey Mr. Cole, thank you for writing what an uh, interesting project and blah blah blah." And then uh, uh London gave me all the the details and the fees. It was pretty expensive, I got to say. Uh but ne- never impossible and the Metropolis also the their response was that uh, this is very interesting because you send off the orchestral piece by itself. I send the score, everything, and then they they wrote me back and said we would love to do this piece and and we agree on the on a fee and 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 we were recording you know in two hours they nailed they nailed it. Yeah, because I was wondering uh, why why uh, them and I guess that you answered my question there that I was yes. going to ask because uh, I mean they're a great orchestra but they're, they're, yes. they were pretty far from where you were at the time. Yeah, they were far. And then one thing that that I never forget. Uh, have you heard of this artist? I'm sure you know this singer Laura Anvula. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she she got she made this album with the Metropole. It's an incredible album. It's an incredible. And this album I was listening for a whole year. Uh, and my morning walks and just and just dreaming about this idea of of the orchestra. And then time went on and time went on. Things happened. And then I don't know recently. Uh, I decide to go and take a, a morning walk, but then I put my album. And then there is this track with the Metropole, but it's my music, it's myself. I said, like, wow. And I'm walking the same, the same, the same direction. And I like, it was pretty crazy to see, wow, now I'm listening to my music with the same orchestra. So yeah. It was pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty intense. So, so, I mean, do you like to, to work with orchestras? What's your process there? Because there's a yeah, lot to handle, I guess. I think it's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing and 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 I'm hoping uh, one of the doors that this this album opens is the the possibility to to not only do this piece live with the orchestra but do the 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 rest of the record the rest of the album you know either that we fly there or or we play with the orchestra here or something. 
Yeah, uh, I also wanted to mention, uh, kind of uh, in closing, uh, there's one track that I really like. It's called De Frente. I think, yes. I, I, you know, I, you have uh, a, a MC uh, Negro Gonzalez in there. And, and I was just wondering uh-huh. what, what, you know, he. I, it seems like he brought a real kind of energetic feel to this track. Yes, yes. Negro, uh, we, were, we were from the same hometown in, in Añasco. Actually, it's called Villa Locura. It's, it's a neighborhood uh, in Añasco where I was uh. born or raised. And now uh, he was, he was younger than me. So he was a, uh, a kid and we were teenagers. He was, but he was always with us. And then time passed and he became this great MC. Uh, his voice is pretty unique and he writes incredible lyrics all the time. Like it comes very easy to, to him. So, so I, I, you know, I really wanted to feature him. And we talk a bit about, about the journey, you know, the lyrics are, are, are again about this journey of a person and, and, uh, around and finding it himself but also uh i wanted him to give me a lot you know because um uh i wanted that i wanted that uh eminem you know i wanted that really pushy energetic uh feel to the mm-hmm. vocals and he did it it was amazing the frente you know Different, yeah, that's a great track. So now we, uh, we kind of, we kind of, uh, run out of time, but I wanted to ask you one more question. Just going back to the fact that you have now returned to Puerto Rico. Uh, you mentioned, uh, that, you, that, you know, now that you're there, you'd like to get things going, get started, you know, to kind of, kind of, kind of get something happening there. Uh, are you thinking of anything in particular, perhaps that, that would be beneficial to the community at large? Yes, well, now uh, different outdoors are opening uh, little by little. Uh, I got an offer to to run a, a studio here. Mm. Uh, that's something that I would love to do because I could produce artists and bring friends from New York everywhere here to record in the island and and export music and stuff like that. So that that is that is something that I I'm looking for. Uh, I'm still touring with Miguel Senor. Uh, we're doing a record in January, right. uh, doing Europe. So I hope. I'm hoping to stay here and keep doing that, that gig also. Uh, but also, you know, Matt, it's very difficult to, it's a bit, it's a real challenge to, let's say, bring my band from, from here to tour in Europe, tour in the States. Uh, and I've done it in, here, here and there, but not as, not as a, as a full tour. Some, some, somehow booking agents don't look here <laughs> that much. Right. You know, you, you get more artists from Cuba and stuff like that, but never, from Puerto Rico, it's, it's pretty difficult. But so I, I'd like to make that happen and also keep uh, producing great records, you know, from Uh-oh. here, great albums. Right. right. What do you think that is, uh, that it's so difficult for Puerto it, Rico? Um, there's many things. Uh, I think the Puerto Rico is part of the States, but it's not. Uh, so that that limbo there influences a lot of the decisions. Uh, sometimes they think it, it's more expensive, they say, uh, booking agents see Puerto Rico as a destination from the Latin American uh, tour instead of the U.S. tour, <laughs> which is ironic because we're really far from Latin America. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're closer to Miami, you see, but they yeah. don't see it like that. It's, part of, it's the business. It's always been kind of weird in that sense. Uh, so I'm hoping uh, I can help to to fix that or or, or just make it happen, you know, mm. in a way, uh, or or just just make people come here and visit, you know. Got uh, gets uh, people to come here to study percussion and play and record and and, and actually export export music from here. You know? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm glad that we got talking uh, to talk about that because that's kind of part of the the the, the, the problem at large. Oh yes, I think, yes. You know, oh yes, it's, oh yes. It's you know, like like to go to to go to Womex, let's say, uh, is very very hard for us because now a lot of artists are going with uh, money from the from the government, you know, from the arts, uh, from the institutes. So we don't have that kind of support here. So. But I'm glad reggaeton artists are, are, are doing it. You know, they have their own system. They figure it out. So, yeah, reggaeton uh, is huge, they, yeah. If they did it, that means uh, any other general can do it from here. So I'm, I'm putting a lot of effort into that. All right. All right, Henry, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Thanks very much for, for joining us. Thank you, man. Have a great, uh, great day. Great, you know, great everything. Thank you so much, man. So- enjoyed our conversation with Henry Cole. His new album, Buscando la Vida, is available now on CD, vinyl, and digital platforms. And I hope you will join me again next week for more globe-charting conversations with groundbreaking and innovative artists on a new episode of Jazz Is Travel. I also encourage you to check out jazzis.com, a regularly updated website with lots of great content on jazz and creative music, including news, reviews, playlists, and much more. And of course, you get even more when you subscribe. Till the next time, this is Matt Mikuchi signing off. See you soon. Hey.